Hi, welcome to our podcast. To learn more about Liverpool One Church, join us live, give financially and to get involved, head to liverpoolonechurch.com. We believe God wants to do great things in and through your life today. Enjoy this message. Liverpool One Church, go ahead and take your seats. You chose a great day to be in the house today. Whether you're here in person or whether you're part of our online family, we want to give you a huge welcome because we've all gathered here today, right, to see some of our friends and our family go through the waters of baptism, a phenomenal choice, a right choice that they have made with their lives. And in a short while, we're going to celebrate with them. But before we get to that point of the meeting, I just want to spend some time talking to you and hopefully help to give some language to the decision that they've made to go through the waters of baptism. We have been in a series as a church called Legacy. And we've discovered over the past few weeks that legacy is not just about what you leave behind when you've gone, but legacy is about the life you're leaving today and the influence that you're having on friends and family and people around you. And so with that in mind, I've called the title of this message, well, it's actually, it's a question. And the question is, who is shaping your life? Who is shaping your life? You know, some time ago, a couple of years ago, in fact, we visited the breakout rooms here in Liverpool. I don't know if any of you have ever had an experience in the breakout rooms. Um, They are, it's like playing a virtual game. You can go to this building and they have various different rooms and they all have different levels of difficulty. You can get in an easy breakout room or a medium-sized breakout room or, and they just get harder and harder. And basically you go into these rooms and you are locked in, you and your friends for a period of time. And the idea is there are clues for you to solve in order for you to be able to break out. And if you break out, you get your photograph taken under the sign and it is a fun kind of experience if you like that kind of a thing. And so when you go into a breakout room, nothing is as it seems. The table is not just a table and a chair is not just a chair and the picture is they're all clues and they all have clues in them and on them and under them and you know we were invited with Haley and John Haley, who leads worship here and her husband John we were invited to go and experience the breakout room now John is in the police and Luke did 10 years in the police before we began ministry in this church so with these two police heads they were like we ain't going in at level one or level two or level we're going like for the hardest one it was kind of like you know we have something to prove so in they went with me and Haley, I might add and um the men get to work doing the typically masculine policey thing, planning and strategizing and thinking and reading through the material. And all the time they're doing this, Haley and I are just upturning the room. We're just turning the tables over, the chairs over, pulling the pictures off. We didn't even know what we were looking for or what we were doing. And I think because we caused so much college in that room, we, um, when we got out of the room, we went under the sign and we had our photograph taken and we put it out on Instagram 
but it was actually all a bit of a fluke because we never actually broke out the room. Our time was up before we'd actually been able to solve the mystery. But we stood there and we put it out on Instagram because we couldn't bear for anyone to know that we had failed. So yes, both your pastors, your worship leader and a police officer totally lied on Instagram and said we broke out when we actually never did. But so many people go through life like that. Many people go through life just fluking, just 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 winging their way through with no strategy and no plan and no purpose. I'm just attacking life every day as it comes. I'm just having a go at a marriage and I'm just having a go at a relationship and I'm trying to raise these kids and I've got a job, but it's not the job that I want. But, and we don't put any thought to creating and building the life that we really want. Then what we do is we put it out on Instagram and we make out it's fab and it's fine. And it's all going really well. And actually, behind the scenes, it's not. You know that not only are you deceiving everyone else, but you're just deceiving yourself. Because though life is going, you are not living the life that you once dreamt that you would live. And so I want to take you to the book of Jeremiah, because in this passage of Scripture, God has a conversation with Jeremiah. And what he says to Jeremiah is, I want to teach you how I work in people's lives. So Jeremiah, I want you to go to the potter's shop so I can give you a visual of what it is that I want to teach you. So in Jeremiah 18, God said to him, go to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as the Lord told me and I found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and he started over. Then the Lord gave me a message and said, Oh Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done with the clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand. Now he was talking to Jeremiah about the people in the land at that particular time. But it is a scripture that can be applied to our lives today. For God was showing him, giving him a metaphor that I am the potter and you are the clay. Now, Jeremiah, I want you to watch what the potter is doing on his wheel because I'm gonna speak to you about the way I work in the lives of people. Now, I know that if you're over the age of 40, every time you think of a potter and a wheel, you're thinking of Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore because we all wanted a potter's wheel back in the day, right? Because the potter's wheel was just this ultra-romantic symbol. And, um, but that's not what we're talking about. It is a potter's wheel. This is in the days before Dunelm and the range existed. So if you wanted a pot or a plate, you had to go to the potter's shop for him to be able to sculpt and design that which you desired. There were no such things as plastic containers, cardboard boxes, canvas bags or glass jars. Those things did not yet exist. Every container you ever needed for anything was made out of clay. So God is showing Jeremiah, look, in the same way that every pot is made out of clay, I want you to understand that all people are made from the same stuff in the same way. But the potter designs each pot for purpose. And so too do I have purpose for every individual life that I create. But before the potter 
can start shaping the clay on his wheel. He has to prepare the clay. Do you know how the potter prepares the clay for shaping and sculpting? He slaps it around a bit. That's true. He picks it up and he slaps it down. And he picks it up and he slaps it down. And he pushes it and he kneads it and he presses and he shapes it and he stretches it. And he pulls it. And some of you are sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, he's talking about my life. And then he slaps it around a little bit more and he picks it up and drops it. And he pushes it and he pummels it. And the potter's hands are not kind and the potter's hands are not gentle and the potter's hands are not soft. But all of the time, he's getting the clay ready to be pliable, to go on his wheel. And so many people say prayers like, God, I just want to know what my life's about. God, I want to know what my purpose is. Well, what is your purpose for my life? What was I created for? God, I just want to live how you want me to live. And when you pray a prayer like that, God takes you seriously. But he doesn't answer you in a text message or via an email like you've just gone into university and you're waiting on an answer. He's not going to send it through and say, this is the plan I have for you. What he does is say, okay, you've prayed that prayer. No, I'm going to prepare you, ready to shape you because I'm going to do something in your life and it's going to be something great and it's going to be something purposeful, but I need to get you ready to go on my wheel. And so you go through seasons of your life where it feels difficult and uncomfortable and awkward. And the more you pray to God, the further you think God is away from you. And the more you pray to God, it feels like everything is is going wrong. And I want to suggest to you today that what you feel is your life falling apart may actually be your life falling into place. Because maybe, just maybe, it is not that the enemy is attacking you, but maybe it is God needing you and making you and preparing you. Because before he does something through you, he wants to do something in you. And so he's going to get you ready for what he has for you. And I, like you, have prayed prayers like that in my past. And my heart was willing. I wanted to live my life the way that God wanted me to live my life. I wanted to know why was I created? What was my purpose? What I was not expecting was the seasons on the potter's wheel that were to come. But what I have realised now, I am a little bit further on in my journey, that though my heart was willing when I was praying those prayers, my character still needed some adjusting. You remember the story of Moses when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. They were in a land of captivity. They were slaves, had been slaves for thousands of years to the nation of Israel. And God said to them, let my people go. And and Pharaoh had to let the whole nation leave the land of Egypt. And God had promised them a new place to live, a new country, a new land. The Bible talks about it flowing with milk and honey, talks of a place of prosperity and blessing, a place where they have fruit and they have cattle and they have land. So when the Egyptian, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, they were celebrating. They were so happy. They were singing and praising to God because God had promised them something in their lives. I don't know if you know what that is when God has promised something to your life. But what the Israelites did not realise is that God was not going to take them out of Egypt and straight into their promised land. Because though they had come out of Egypt, Egypt was still very much in them. 
They had old mindsets and cultures and traditions and a way of being and a way of thinking and a way of speaking. And what God was saying to them was, that way that you are is never gonna work in the new land that I have for you. So you're gonna go through a season, a period of time on the potter's wheel where I can adjust some things in your character and get you ready for what is to come. And for them, the potter's wheel looked like a season in the wilderness in the desert. Do you know that God has promises for your life? Your promises might be different to mine. Maybe you've been single for a long time and you have a desire to get married, to find the right partner. That's a promise that actually God has for your life. Maybe your promise is, I want to get on a career path. Maybe it's, you know, getting through your exams in university. Maybe it's about the raising of your children. It can be all different things. Maybe it's to go into ministry. That's a desire that you carry in your heart. And God has that for you in your future. But maybe, though the promised land is ready for you, just maybe you're not quite ready for the promised land yet. And so God wants to do something in the middle, a process of preparation where he puts you on the potter's wheel because it's only when the Israelites were on the potter's wheel that, they, that a transformation was able to take place. And so there were five things that I believe Jeremiah saw when he went down to the potter's shop. Five things that I think we can learn from today. Five things that I believe that as the potter worked on the clay, this is how God works in our lives. So Jeremiah observes these things. The first thing that he observed is the potter separates the clay for purpose. I don't know if you've ever gone through life and not felt like you quite fitted in. Like, you know, you're, you, you're in the workplace and everybody seems to be so gelled in the workplace, but you just feel like you're the odd one out. Like you don't really fit into the conversation there. Like you don't like to go to the places that some of your friends go to. Like you never quite get the joke. Like you're always on the peripheral. Like you're the one who doesn't get invited or you're, you're forgotten. You feel awkward. You feel awkward around certain conversations. You're trying to laugh like it was funny, but it grates you on the inside. I just want to remind you today that you were never created to fit in, but you were designed to stand out. So stop trying to fit in. Stop trying to get in with that crowd of people. Stop trying to force that relationship. Stop trying to be in that friendship network. Because God has not called you to fit in. He's separated you for His purpose. He's called you to stand out. You're different. You're unique in His eyes and He has purpose for your life. God is preparing you to do something great within you. The second thing that I believe Jeremiah saw was he saw the potter wash the clay. Before the clay can be used, It had to be washed with water. Only when the water was applied to the clay did the debris and the dirt get removed from the clay. All through the potter's work, he's applying the water and applying the water, keeping the clay clean all of the time. 
The Word of God tells us that when we apply the Scripture to our lives, when we live our life according to His Word, not just open it, read it, close it and get on with my week, but when I start to apply the Word of God and live by its morals and its principles and its ways, the Word of God tells us in Ephesians 5 that God makes His church holy and clean by the washing of the water through His Word. So when you are begin to live your life according to how God says in the Bible, that means that He's washing. It's His Word that washes the dirt and the debris and the imperfections out of your life. It purifies the clay. Not only does it do that, but as He's adding water, it keeps the clay pliable and soft and usable. Because if the potter was trying to shape the pot and he did not add the water, cracks would appear because the clay would dry out. Do you know that any time that we go through our life trying to make it work and we exclude God from that equation, cracks begin to appear. Cracks begin to appear in your marriage and cracks begin to appear in your parenting skills and cracks begin to appear in your attitude, cracks in your language. But when the water is applied, it keeps the clay soft and pliable. So all the way through the potter's work, he's adding more water and adding more water. What does this look like for our life? Well, maybe you do want a partner. Maybe you want to build some great lifelong friendships. Maybe you want a career move. Instead of that just being your focus, apply God's Word to that situation. Like Philippians 4, for example, says, do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and supplication, bring your requests to God. If I'm praying over a marriage partner, if I'm praying over my children, if I am praying over a job or a career move, if I am praying about something in my future, I pray according to the Word of God. I bring the Scripture into my prayer request. Why? Because when I'm in my one day when, when I get to my promised land, when God is ready to bless me with the thing that I desire for, I won't be taking anxiety into that relationship. I won't be taking anxiety into that situation. Why? Because I've been washing myself in the Word of God and applying the Scripture to my life. Okay, the third thing the potter does is he puts the clay on his spinning wheel. Now, spinning just is a time of uncertainty. I don't know if you have ever experienced what it is like to have your life spinning out of control. Like you just, you know, you're disorientated, you don't know what's happening, you're unsure, it's unpredictable, everything feels like it's going crazy right now, and you just feel like, oh my gosh, can anything else go wrong? What is happening in my world? Well, I want to just encourage you and say, it is only the potter's firm hand on the clay that stops the clay from coming off the wheel all the time, the wheel is spinning. And you might feel like my marriage has fallen apart, my kids are out of control, I've, you know, just been shattered with a health diagnosis. Maybe, it, you know, I'm, I'm falling apart mentally, I'm falling apart emotionally, I can't seem to hold it together. But I just want to say to you that all the time you're going through what you're going through, the potter has his hand 
on you. And he is slowly bringing order to your disorder. So don't you freak out and don't you be panicking because though it all may feel like it's going wrong to you, it is actually the potter is at work. And do you know it's the speed that which the wheel turns that helps him to fashion and mold and shape the pot? Actually, if that wheel wasn't spinning and turning, he wouldn't be able to create what he has in mind to create. And there's a scripture that tells us that God will use every adversity that you ever go through. He'll make it work for his glory and your good. He'll take what the devil meant for evil in your life and he will fashion you and he will make something good from it. When your hands are in the, when your life is in the hands of the potter, he will use any adversity. And though your life may be spinning, he's just like, oh, I'm just shaping her. I'm just working on him. I have a plan in mind for I know what I want to do for you, says the Lord. It's okay. You don't need to freak out when the hands are spinning. Listen to this scripture in 1 Corinthians 10. It says that we all experience times of testing, which is normal, hello, normal, for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. Listen to this, church. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test and every trial so that what you face, you can bear. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided a way of escape for you that will bring you out victoriously. You do not need to freak out about what is happening to you because the potter has you in his hands. And while it feels like everything is falling apart, it is actually falling into place. The fourth thing that the potter does with the clay, he begins to add pressure. Now he's ready to shape. Now he's ready to mold. But do you know where he adds pressure? He adds it from the inside. I don't know if you've ever had a back massage I don't mean like the local spa where they just tickle up and down your back. I'm like one of those deep tissue-like massages. We have a favourite holiday spot in Turkey and every year when we go, I'm like, I'm going to go for a Turkish massage. And I have this love-hate relationship with them because they kill me. And it's like, it's actually not a relaxing, pleasant experience. But as the days go on, I feel amazing because I've had them, but they're very painful at the time. Now, the last time I went, which probably was 2019, I did not expect to happen what did happen. And I'm on the massage table, and the woman who was massaging me climbed up onto the table also. Now, I am not the tiniest, most petite of women, but let me tell you, neither was she. And she got on my back in her bare feet, and she began to walk over me. If you could have heard the cracking and the clicking and the popping, it became a fight for survival. I was hanging onto the end of the bed, literally thinking I'm dying. I am going to die. I couldn't breathe because I couldn't, I couldn't get my diaphragm to take, to go up and so I could take in any air. And with every crack, I was like, there goes another rib. There goes another rib. And I thought, I'm going to get off this bed and just like, she's killing me. But you know, a day or two later, I felt amazing. She, whatever she did, she applied that much pressure. It sorted me out big time. 
Do you know this is what God does when he's working in our lives? It isn't always pleasant and it isn't always comfortable. But you're going to get nowhere by God just stroking you and going, there, 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 there. He's like, right, I'm going to fix you up. I'm going to sort you out. I'm going to create in you the person that I intended for you to be. So I'm going to start by applying some pressure. And the way that the potter works is he works from the inside out. He doesn't sculpt the outside first. He gets his fist right into the centre of the clay and it begins to mould and shape the inside of the clay with some pressure. That is why David wrote in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He's giving God permission to work on him from the inside out. He's saying to God, God, sort me out. Sort my attitude out. Give me a right mindset. Give me a right way to think. Give me a contrite heart, a heart that wants to do the right thing. Give me a willing spirit. God, I submit to you my pride. I submit to you my negativity. I submit to you my wrong thinking. I submit to you my selfish ways. I submit to you the arrogance in me. I submit to you that bad attitude. I submit those outbursts of anger that I keep having. God, work on me from the inside because Jeremiah knew when he was watching the potter, he knew that if the potter gets the inside right, the outside is gonna take shape really quickly. And so all of those things that you want added onto your life, I promise you when God sets to work on the inside of you, it's gonna fashion you and shape you and, and, and everything will start to come together. I don't know if you've ever got involved in something that doesn't feel quite right. Like you've got involved in something and all of a sudden you just feel awkward. Like you've gone somewhere and like, I just, I don't know, I shouldn't have gone there. Or you've said something and the minute you said it, you regret saying it. Or you've been, you know, in some company that wasn't great for you. Or you've just leaves you feeling awkward or uncomfortable. You've been away with a person and then immediately you regret being that way with that person. Let me tell you, that is the Holy Spirit at work on the inside of your life, applying pressure, pushing out that crease, highlighting to you what was wrong, showing you, identifying you, so that we don't make the same mistakes again. And we need to hear, heed the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, the fifth and final thing that Jeremiah observes is the potter has a plan in mind. You know, you, it wasn't the case that you could go to the potter's shop and it was a bit like home store at Asda, where you, you, know, you want 24 plates to go with your dinner set and so you can just go and get them. You'd go to the potter's shop and you'd say, I have a need for, because I need it to do whatever. You know, you'd go and you'd want a water jug or you'd want a plant pot or you'd want a potty or you'd want a, a, you know, a milk jar. And you would go to the potter and you would say to him that I have a plan in mind and this is what I want. And so the potter has a plan in mind. He's not sitting at his wheel with your life going, oh, wonder what this will be. Oh, wonder what this will be. Let's do something Let's just see how it goes. By the time they're 30, let's just see what becomes of it. And then I'll start. No, no, no. Before the day you were born, the potter had a plan for your life. He had purpose for bringing you into your very being. Isaiah 55, God says, My thoughts, they're nothing like your thoughts. And my ways are beyond anything that you could ever imagine. So it's no wonder that you can't make sense of your life sometimes because you know what? 
You're not really meant to. If you've made a decision to put your hands in the life of the potter, the deal never was that I will figure it all out and I will trust you. The deal was I will trust and obey. I will trust and obey. And though I don't see it right now, and though I don't understand what is happening right now, and though it all feels a little displaced right now, I feel that though I may feel like I'm breaking, you are actually making something of my life. You are making purpose. In verse four of our text, Jeremiah notices that there's something wrong with the clay. In verse four, it tells us that while he's watching the potter at work, there is an, in, um, an imperfection that isn't seen in the clay. There's an impurity. There's something that's got on the clay that shouldn't be on the clay. And the potter has started shaping and he notices there's something wrong. And the potter has a choice. Do I discard the clay, throw it away, go with a fresh piece? Or do I crush it down, add more water, apply a bit more pressure and carry on working with this piece of clay? And this is exactly what this potter chooses to do. Jeremiah says he doesn't discard it. He just crushes it down. More water, more word, more water, more word. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And he starts to create and carve the pot once again. And I want to remind you today that God did not discard you because you made that mistake. God has not forgotten you or abandoned you or cast you to one side because of something that happened in your past. Neither is He just thoroughly disappointed and deems you as unworkable with an unusable because of a hiccup that has happened, a thought that you've had, an action that you've done. He didn't discard you when you told the lie. He didn't discard you when you cheated, when you did the thing that you knew you shouldn't do. No, no, He didn't discard you. He didn't give up on you. He just might be putting a bit more pressure on right now and adding a little bit more water, but he says, I still have the same plan and the same purpose for this clay and I will make good of it. And it might take a bit of time, but I'm gonna keep on working because I'm a potter and I don't give up and I'm gonna keep on working and I'm gonna keep on working. You know, the very first time we see this picture of the potter and the clay is in the book of Genesis. And it's when God wanted to make mankind. It says in Genesis 2 that one day the eternal God, He scooped dirt from the ground. There's the clay. He scooped it from the ground and He sculpted it and He shaped it into the form that we call human. He breathed breath that gives life into the nostrils of the human and the human became a living soul. I'll tell you something, God has a design for your flesh and a design for your spirit. He made you and He formed you. He put His spirit and His plan and His purpose within you. And He's not forgotten about the work that He started in your life. And just because you've got to 30 or 45 or 55 or even further on, and you are like, I don't know what I've done with my life and I don't know what's happening to my life. Let me tell you, when you submit to the potter's ways, He knows exactly what He's doing with your life. You see, when He scooped dirt from the ground, the the clay, it's dirt. But God's always seen potential in dirt. 
And that which was once walked over and that which was under everybody else's foot and that which was unnoticed, when the potter scoops it up, it becomes something in his hands. And he'll take that dirt that was unnoticed and unloved and unused and he'll put it on his wheel and when it's in the potter's hands, it begins to form a shape. And when it's in the potter's hands, that which had no value now has extreme worth and value because you were made for purpose. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you can take that message and apply it to your life. Also, don't forget to take a moment to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. To get connected or stay more connected to the life of Liverpool One Church and learn how you can join us live, visit liverpoolonechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you again soon.